Hello, everybody. This is Apple Treats, uh, episode 21st, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, Apple announced um, podcast awards today, and like basically podcast of the year, and uh, for some weird reason, it's not us. <laughs> Probably, guys, you're listening, watching, like, Take your time now, like put the podcast on pause, uh, go to um, reviews, like make one review there, give us a rating, and uh, then let's uh, go into these week's updates. Next year we should be in this list, I believe. I Definitely, definitely. I, I hope so. And uh, you as our listeners probably will be able to help us here. So let's go for the... For the updates? Better Digest, as usual. Yep. <laughs> Every two weeks. Yeah. So, new betas. Uh, again, yeah. my, my usual question. Have you tried any of them yet? Uh, almost. Um, <laughs> so, by the way, they, they were uh, released basically just when we finished our last update two weeks ago. And... Uh, Interestingly, there is one uh, particular thing which is quite important for us, and that's the new Xcode. And specifically, uh, one feature of that Xcode which enables um, concurrent builds, or like basically it's some kind of uh, build system integration which improves the uh, concurrency of the builds, and that's actually speed ups uh, builds a little bit. Um, I tried that, uh, but I did not try that like in clean for like, basically try to build it, uh, build the project with uh, this feature and uh, uh, use the previous beta to compare. Um, so I will probably do that like within these two weeks and we might go for the review of this feature. But I also monitored the um, like tweet storm on this and uh, it basically got positive uh, feedback. Not that it makes builds like five times faster, but like it gives some speed up of the builds and probably you could try that. And um, it seems that it doesn't break percent? anything yet. Sorry? Don't you remember an exact percent? I know, 10, 20. It's something like 10, 20, yes. <laughs> so it's it's not like more than that. It depends. I, I think the percent might be higher for bigger apps but um not sure i i need to try that on uh, one of uh, our projects just to to see if that really affects that and will it affect more if you use uh swift package manager to structure your project so that that's something i would try uh in following weeks and i probably will come back with the results uh, on our next update and have you tried this on your intel mark of course um, nope. <laughs> I know, like Intel, not M1 Pro. Yeah, I I, ha- I have it on on Intel, and um, it seems that it will have more effect on M1s, at least for uh, reports uh, from Twitter. So probably that's something to uh, to test other guys. I will be testing that on my Intel Mac, yes, and uh, probably that will um, not give the like. But at least we still need to see it here. It, it might help it here too. So we'll see. Um, I promise to take that uh, for uh, for 
for a test and we will see now that action point for tennis <laughs> yeah yeah as we as we always do on every meeting um one more thing so uh xcode now includes support for the projects created with swift playground 4 and uh that is for for those of you who forgot that's the tool which will allow you to write uh, ios apps on ipad and distribute them from the ipad so you will not need mac yes so we need to know this swift ui apps uh yes uh, yeah and uh swift ui apps and uh I, as far as i understand the swift ui apps which target ios 15 and up it seems so i'm i again i need to check that and uh, i was not able to check that yet um it seems that uh apple invited some of the developers to try swift playgrounds 4 um and uh it also seems that the iOS uh, iPadOS 15.2 uh, is required to run uh, Swift Playgrounds 4. So it might be that we will see this particular tool uh, available to general audience uh, as soon as we get iOS uh, iPadOS sorry 15.2 released, and that's hopefully will happen soon. It's only um, beta three. We usually have yeah. more betas. <laughs> Yeah, but it like there were no better for last two weeks. Hopefully, to see a release candidate today, maybe, maybe, we'll maybe see. because we'll see. usually when they fire uh, many betas, they fire them every week, and yeah. now they are doing this only uh, once in two weeks. So probably, yeah, we are very close to release. Yeah, I, at least I hope so. We we we'll see and. Uh, um it's definitely uh this should happen this this year so uh, i kind of expect to see uh, the um, these um, updates happening in december um okay one more thing i think we should discuss it's uh, our new i don't know the most lovely feature of uh, every swift uh, developer now is structured concurrency now is available on uh older systems yeah. Like, uh, what is like iOS 13 and, uh, and later. Yeah. So. Yeah. And Mac OS 10.15. And, uh, yeah, well, you will not be able to distribute those apps yet, uh, because the, like, the Xcode is in beta. Right. But, yeah. um, this is something like, again, to, to wait for a bit. And, um, I honestly think we will need to have our special episode on, uh, structured concurrency, like, not the deep dive, not the, um, I don't know, like high level review, but rather like what actually happens there. Because we see a lot of content happening now, uh, like articles, um, some video resources like uh, uh, Swift Talk doing review of structured concurrency. And they also find some interesting stuff happening there. And uh, it seems that we need to uh, to review like what's happening there from the developer's perspective and what what uh, things you might encounter which will uh, like will how would I say that politely like <laughs> will be uh, something which you do not expect. Let's put it that way. So there are what some things which are the back. <laughs> yeah yeah. So it's something it's something interesting. We 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 need to 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 look into that and. Uh, I think we will we will do some review on the on the concurrency in, in following episodes. Yeah, by the way, since we touched a little bit Swift Playgrounds 4, have you tried Xcode uh, Clouds build? Um, I forgot. 
yeah, we we got the tool and uh, not we we not yet tried. So it's it's currently in beta. We can basically try to to do that. Um, the projects we are working on are not using that, and we basically have some uh, restrictions on what we can do with the sources. Therefore, they are not eligible for for the Xcode Cloud. But I think we will try to use some of our uh, internal projects, which are basically eligible for that, or some of our new projects for that. Um, not yet, not yet. And uh, interestingly, I don't see much of the reports happening in Twitter or somewhere else uh, on the Xcode Cloud. So there are guys having access there, they are trying, but no uh, like negative, no positive feedback for that. That's kind of interesting. Do I remember right that uh, it should be Bitrise under the hood? Because uh, they bought Bitrise or something? No, no, like... no, not, oh. not the Bitrise. They, they bought... Uh, yeah, it's... Or something like this. Uh, yeah, body build. They, they bought body build some time ago and uh, it it's, it is probably body build somewhere, but uh, you... Uh, well, like basically, you interact with it as with Xcode build. And, well, obviously, you cannot build... Um, Android projects there, so uh, it might be useful if your pipelines require um, like Apple specific, or you can have multiple CI/CD pipelines for different platforms, which is not t- typically the case. Actually, that's I don't know. Like, for, small, w- 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 for small team, so Android team can build their pipelines on Firebase. Uh, team can build their pipelines on Apple side. That should work. Yeah, and if uh, we will, we will also need to see the pricing for uh, like actual Xcode Cloud uh, when they will be like as a commercial service. If it's cheaper than, for example, Bitrise or um, something like that, then it might be like interesting. So as of now, um, we'll have to test basically how how it works, how um, how easy it's to set up simple pipelines to run tests uh, to. Uh, I don't know. Schedule some nightly builds or something like that. We'll we'll see. I will I will probably work on that, but <laughs> probably for not for the next uh, our episode, but um, hopefully to work on this uh, this year. It looks like you have a pretty big uh, backlog for your uh, yeah, holiday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably that's uh, that's true. Okay. Hopefully my mine holidays much shorter than yours. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. By the way, the, the holidays are actually a, a, a good time to uh, to try something. I mean, like which is not uh, realized on uh, when when no, nobody waits for you. Like this should be done tomorrow, and uh, we will probably have some some time to to work on this. Okay. Um. Some updates. Yeah. Yeah. So iOS. Watch iOS fifteen. Let's talk about iOS. It's closer. Yeah. So we have iOS 15.1.1 only for iPhone 12 and 13. Well, including the Pro pro, pro models, actually. But um, Fix includes something for dropped calls. I've never seen that, but probably probably happened to somebody. So uh, nothing interesting there. No new features. no, No even, like, I believe there were no... Uh, security updates there too. So, like, just play playing bug fix for some important uh, bug for somebody, and also watchOS 8.1.1 um, only for Series Seven. <laughs> uh, 
uh, which probably much more significant bug. It's some addresses charging issues. So <laughs> I don't charging know. I mean, like on brain, uh, like a battery drain issues because I. Always, it seems like it's charging. It, I, I think it's it didn't charge or it's probably charged too slow. Something like that. Don't know. Again, I. I <laughs> I opted to not to buy uh, Series Seven for now. <laughs> um, I like try to keep myself now for for. Um, it's New Year season. Uh, <laughs> Don't say no yes. yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. But hopefully, I will like will be able to wait for the next uh, model. We'll see. Um, I by think way, we I need to. My, yeah. By the way, I yeah. just checked my uh, iPhone. And it still has iOS 15, not even 15.1. Shame on me. That's weird. That's, Shame on me. Yeah, that needs to be fixed. And uh, iOS 15.1 gives you SharePlay, by the way. So uh, if <laughs> if you decide to, to, to do something on your FaceTime calls, you will probably will be able to find some apps and uh, try that. Since but I'm enough of that. On work, it should give me oh. share work, not share play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, you will be able to share screen using FaceTime calls. Yeah. Uh, again, awesome. um, based with the uh, share play technology, I believe. So, like, uh, it's something like something there. Cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, we need to cover two programs which Apple uh, started during these two weeks, right? Yeah. Have you ever disassembled your iPhone? Uh, by the way, yes. I once replaced back panel for um, iPhone 4. <laughs> uh, and that was kind of easy. I need to, oh, The only thing I needed is like to have uh, the new panel and a very, very specific screwdriver, uh, which Apple is famous for. Yeah, I remember um, I replaced battery in my iPhone 5 a couple of times but yeah that that was pretty easy but now it would be much easier with Apple's uh, new how it's called self service repair program right yeah and interestingly it is focused not to just companies but rather uh, to individuals too so if you are comfortable with repairing your device you can uh, get the manuals you can order parts and uh, tools and you will be able, like starting with iPhone 12 and 13, you will be able to replace, I believe you will be able to replace battery and uh, screens uh, and other kind of repairs will be available later. So it's not just tools, it's not just the parts which you can get, but also the manual, how to do that. That's really and cool. So I fix it as that. Finally. Yes, yes, but uh, but but again, with genuine uh, tools and parts, which is probably one of the great things. I need to mention that it starts in US and other countries are to be added in next year. And they will also uh, include Mac computers with M1 chips, also probably in the next year. Interesting. What can you repair in Mac M1 laptop. That's yeah. That's that's really interesting. I mean, well, probably again battery replacement, maybe. Um, I thought that battery is very very custom there. Okay, yeah, it's interesting to check this. So 
Yeah, and uh, like I think, I think that the battery replacement is not that much important for Macs. I mean, I, I never did that on uh, any laptops I had, and uh, I like, basically I know that some people do that, but I'm, I'm not. Again, it's probably you need to work a lot to like wear out the battery for for Macs, especially with their new features, which like basically uh, try not to overcharge it and everything. So we'll see again. Um, uh, I, th- I think it's more about keyboard, trackpad. That might be interesting. <laughs> more well, interesting um, for everyone. Yeah. Hopefully the new keyboard will not need that kind of um, service that much. <laughs> I don't know. Once my cat destroyed my keyboard of my laptop, so I had to replace it. And that would oh, be yeah. wonderful if I had I had opportunity to replace it by myself. Yeah. Well, yeah. In, in, in that case, true. True. And... Speaking of Macs, there is another program which launched for the now for the businesses actually. Um, it's uh, like MacBook upgrade program for business partners, which targets small businesses, and uh, you basically it's like somewhat MacBook under subscription. So you pay small fee each month, and you have uh, MacBook, and you will have it replaced with the new model when the new model. Uh, becomes available so macbook leasing like this yeah 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 and uh again for us only and uh prob- not sure uh if it will launch for uh other countries and because they they're working with uh, one of the partners for the financing and uh yeah by the way no desktops for now so you will not be able to get a new imac uh, like this colorful thing uh, under this program, Who needs but this? of course, <laughs> yeah. By the way, um, do you wait for the iMac Pro, which will be powered by M1 Max, at least just to see how it? Not how just it M1, but M1 Pro. Yeah, I want it. Actually, okay. Being honest, I'm waiting more on uh, Mac Minis uh, with these more powerful chips. Because, yeah, IMAX is really cool, this beautiful uh, monitor, so on, but I don't have so much money. <laughs> so, <but maybe> <laughs> True, it, it, it will be expensive. I'm, I'm, like, we definitely can predict that. So if uh, the new MacBooks are expensive, that machine will be, like, I don't know, I, let, let's wait. I mean, it's interesting. what will plus something. Yeah, like definitely, definitely. It's, um, but... Looking how uh, M1 iMacs are done, like uh, it, it is something which I want to have on my desk. <laughs> it's basically like just nicely looking and uh, having the same thing, but with proper power of uh, M1 Pro or M1 Max. That may be more interesting. We'll see. So uh, good old Johnny Ive uh, vibes on your desk. True. Yeah. 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 And uh, um, it's interesting. It's this particular moment, uh, um, I really want to have a couple of machines now. So I need something to stay on my desk, which will be powerful and nicely looking, like a, that kind of iMac. And I also want to have something to take with me. And I'm not yet sure that that thing should be iPad. I mean, it's still, I would probably want to have uh, maybe MacBook Air with M1, just to like be able to work on the go and... Uh, in quietness, <laughs> um, so it's yeah. it's definitely the time to have multiple Macs 
well, at least if uh, I will be traveling much. So currently, most of us probably staying at home most of the time, and therefore not too much need in uh, that portable Mac. But hopefully, sometime into the future, they will be more needed than now. <laughs> Please vaccinate. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Do that, guys. We want travel. We want travel. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. and. Being honest, I think about the same thing because having a powerful Mac at home where you can work and doing like really some hard work there, compiling these big applications, that would be fine. But usually when I'm traveling, I want to do some very easy stuff, my pet projects or doing some research. I don't need a yeah. powerful Mac and uh, these MacBook, MacBook Air with M1 chip should be enough, really enough. I'm... Um I actually look into the future and uh, there are rumors that there will be M2 um, um, MacBook Airs a little bit redesigned, probably with more color options, like following the iMac trend. That's something I will probably look for if I will not buy this uh, MacBook Air before that, like with just M1 chip. I mean, the M1, even like if we know that the M1 Pro is better and everything, M1s are still cool. I mean, like they are piece of art which you probably want to have still like even like having all uh, all rumors of the m2 with newer um chips uh with newer like cores which will be even more power efficient and more performant at the same time like with all with all of that i think like m1 still holds as a great machine for almost everybody it's still much better than my i9 intel macbook Exactly, exactly. That's uh, th- that's something I would would wanted to say here too. So it's it's even like all all things aside, it's still better than the Intel Max. Um, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Enough of that. Let's let's move on. <laughs> Speaking about long build times, so could you tell us about Spotify and their really fresh release? Yeah. By the way, Spotify released not the app. But actually, uh, the project, which is also an open source project, which is cool. <laughs> and uh, this, we are talking about XC Remote Cache project, which targets one particular problem, which probably all of us developers face. It's long build times. And um, um, they promise up to 70% decrease in build time with this particular tool. And in a nutshell, this is basically a cache, as it's called. So you you get cached uh, artifacts for the builds. Uh, you will probably download them from some resource. You will need to set up one uh, some kind of server there, and they have uh, instruction uh, how to set up those. I mean, like even like you can use some S3 buckets or some, something like that. You you probably will be able to set up uh, on your pretty yeah. simple because it should support only like three methods like for posting, patching, and deleting, uh, or like getting, yeah. I don't remember, like really three three simple uh, actions and that's enough. And you can implement it in Swift by yourself if you want. Yeah. And by the way, uh, so the, the this particular f- project is open source. So you, you can also review how it's done and you can also contribute. Um, like again, really appreciate uh, Spotify for doing this. Uh, it might not be the thing for everybody, um, like. But if you have a team who works on this, uh, on 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 the project, you probably could give that a try. Um, that might help you. Uh, like, if if you don't have a specific like 
sophisticated build systems which are already targeting long build times. Um, and by the way, uh, it supports Swift, Objective-C, and mixed projects. So uh, some of these like speed-up tools support only Swift or like support only Objective-C. Now, like these are almost all projects are supported and uh, probably you can uh, try this particular tool. It's free to use. It's open source and um, like just, yeah, again, thanks for, uh, thanks goes to the Spotify engineering team for this particular tool. Yeah, as far as I know, they just, so it's more like a cache, remote cache for derived data project. Yeah. More or less, so like. they they just cache in these artifacts that uh, Xcode produces, and it's it's really huge engineering job because find how Apple detects all these uh, artifacts and handles their uh, lifetime. That's really cool because it doesn't work even for big projects without any remote cache, and if that works in their case, that's really cool. Right, exactly, and. Continuing the open source topic, right? <laughs> yes, yes. So, point three, point three. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so they open source their SwiftUI navigation uh, library. It's distributed in various ways. Uh, so I briefly checked it, and uh, it's mostly like a really like they they improve the idea of having single source of truth, but not right. only for like for data, but for state, uh, like a state and navigation, state of navigation, state of your application where it's right now. So, right. and that's really cool. And like, if you didn't try SwiftUI yet, this particular topic somewhat slips through this all of the of all of the coolness of SwiftUI. So everything there is cool except for the navigation because it's uh, it's kind of hard to manage that and. Um, Point three is, by the way, famous for their decomposable architecture and um, the SwiftUI navigation. And by the way, it's open sourced and you can get it from uh, GitHub. You can check it and you can use it. And uh, as someone said on Twitter, like they are, if you think you know how to use enums, uh, just trust that point three do that better. <laughs> so yeah, they, they do uh, like, they, they use enums properly in Swift. It's not so hard, actually, but yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they find the good uses for enums, and like it's uh, and the, and the code, by the way, it, it looks nice. It's not something like sophisticated or like a lot of boilerplate, uh, as sometimes happens with uh, like some architects. So it's like definitely, if you start a new project, uh, give it a try, take a look. Maybe it's something. Uh, uh, at least that might at least inspire you to implement something of, of of your own if you want to, or you can basically reuse their implementation. So, yeah. Again, uh, thanks Point Three for open sourcing this. Uh, really good effort in making Swift UI more more finished project. I would say like finished framework. Thank you everyone okay. for open sourcing everything. Actually, yeah, <laughs> not only these guys. Okay, what next? Okay. <laughs> Um, another thing, it's not yet like we can't call this open source, uh, but I believe the, <clears throat> the sources are actually open. Apple released C++ interface for Metal. <laughs> um, Let's get back a little they, bit. How we, before we worked with Metal. So Metal, as far as I understand, it's basically the C API, actually. Um, 
and uh, like it follows the something which is uh, was set up by the OpenGL, but it's simplified and like it has its uh, simple API to manage the, uh, the the your graphic device there. And they also had some Objective C like Objective C plus plus I believe classes or something like that in order to make uh, uh, communication with C plus plus working. So. Uh, it turns out that mm, some games are created in C++ and um, probably for uh, portability reasons. And in order to communicate with uh, Metal, you had to, to do a lot of like Objective-C, C++ Objective C++ uh, things happening at the same time. And uh, so what, what Apple did, they, they created their uh, like pure C++ uh, interface without Objective-C, and they claim that it doesn't um, like have any measurable overhead compared to that um, Objective-C headers, which they had previously. Yeah, so and they, notes, they say that they're just a direct mapping of all these classes, constants, directly to C++ uh, in uh, Metal C++ namespace. Sounds yeah. like a bridging, similar to what we had uh, with between Swift and, uh, and Objective-C. So they have good experience with this and they know how to master yeah. this. Interesting. I mean, we, we, we will need to see. And um, like on a side note, as currently we do not have interoperability between Swift and C++ for many reasons, mostly because they have some incompatible paradigms. Like, uh, I don't know, C++ uh, has uh, multiple inheritance while Swift does not. And uh, like, some other things happening. So maybe having something happening with the C++ uh, will like go to the Swift team. They they have um, by the way they have a manifesto on on this uh, work. But uh, as far as I know, like it's not yet there in terms of having, for example, uh, being able to um, add C++ library like existing binary library to your Swift project and use that. Or like having Swift library exposed to C++ and um, uh, being used by, by C++ application. So at least something happening here in C++ world. We'll see. So again, if you're a game developer, take a look. Maybe that's something uh, which will ease your uh, like day-to-day -day activities. Your if, you're ready to, if you're ready to come to us and tell us about Metal more, then we know we are open. Yeah. We we are really really open and we would definitely want to hear to hear that. That's that's true. Okay, we have a okay. couple of couple more of updates, right? Yeah, yeah. The first one is uh, okay. Let's let's again let's do this from <laughs> other side. Have you ever developed any wallet passes? Uh actually yes, <laughs> um, and uh, it. It's uh, it's not that hard to do, and you actually, but but it's not like what you typically do in your app. That's hap usually happens on your server because you need to create a specially crafted zip file with some uh, JSON Signature manifest, sensor, yeah, and you yeah. need to sign it, yeah. So it typically happens on your server um, where it creates that particular file. But in a nutshell, um, wallet wallet pass is uh, except for the payment cards but they are also probably something like that <laughs> internally but uh, like regular passes are it's just a zip file with with some metadata inside so what apple uh, promised us I, I believe it was on wwdc they promised that yeah. uh they okay 
at least in the US and several state, states, they promise to deliver driver license, okay, IDs uh, as a, like a pass in the wallet. And they postpone this to uh, the early next year. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, well, they, 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 that's true. Some rumors uh, say that that might be related to the um, TSA readiness. So basically they, it probably uh, like the guys who are, will be checking your ID card are not ready to accept digital IDs. Uh, so it's it might not be the iOS uh, limitation, but rather like the like general infrastructure is not fully ready to accept these kind of cards. I don't know. Yes, yes. As usual, governmental structures they are not ready for innovation. It takes some time for them to to get comfortable with this. Right. Yeah. It's um, uh, by the way. One um, we we will come back to the tech talks uh, later but one of the things I've uh, heard on the tech talks is that they are actually already have implementation of so-called verifiable uh, medical results which is basically uh, <laughs> your um, code for your vaccination card basically like which is uh, again available in US and probably only again in some uh, select states, which basically proof of your vaccination, which you can hold in your um, Apple wallet. And um, it, uh, it contains enough information to like basically prove that you are owner of that and that will tie to your identity somehow. And uh, so some kind of um, like specific cards are there, but ID cards are not. I think since like after both uh, Google and Apple uh, released Exposure API, I believe that they can do this. Probably, yeah. And interestingly enough, um, the API, like it doesn't get any much of the attention now, but it works. I mean, I'm, I spoke with a couple of friends living in different countries and they say that their apps sometimes now report like you potentially might be exposed, uh, like, you you might consider seeking like uh, doing a test. So they basically have this app installed, and they uh, like sometimes get notifications uh, when they go outside. So it's it is already happening, and um, that's something interesting. But um, we are not seeing that much. We are not hearing that on on Twitter. But these APIs actually work. Um, maybe not in a full uh, like. No, like uh, in full extent and that not everybody installs the app or enables the feature or, or anything, but um, something is, is happening there. And uh, like, if you get this notification, like being able uh, like from some, uh, like it's not a contact, but probably you passed some passed by some uh, random person having the same app installed on them. That's, that's a good sign. Maybe, maybe technology do something actually. Actually, there are two different kind of notifications. So uh, they have these short uh, yeah. like contact. Uh, it's not a notification. It's just a, in my app in Lithuania, just a counter. You met four people who were sick. <laughs> so uh, and that was probably somewhere in a shopping mall and like something like that. No. And uh, actually, since since the beginning, I have never received any of like a big notification that you were in contact with someone. So yeah, probably you need to be. Uh, there are some like limits internal which uh, uh, 
uh, trigger this particular notification and uh, you probably need to be like in close proximity for some reasonable amount of time probably something yeah, like about that. i think 10 15 minutes and yeah like this yeah that works yeah so again like <laughs> something which is not uh, much of like you, you don't see you don't hear much about that but think thing uh, actually works that's that's good and uh, uh, as I like said previously, when this particular uh, collaboration was announced, that's a really good thing that these companies came together and uh, brought this particular tool to market. And hopefully, it will not be abused by governments or uh, something like that. And uh, people will have trust in these particular tools. Which, by, by the way, like if you don't know this, the the framework itself is focused on privacy. It's not like uh, your uh, iPhone just sends your its own ID and your personal data outside. It, they have a lot of uh, cryptography tools built in in order to protect your identity and in order to not to reveal it in any kind. And everything happens on device and the key exchange like does not reveal the actual user and everything. So it's 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 really, really important to 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 to, to see how it works. It's it's and by the way it's again it's nicely implemented. Yeah, that's what happens when engineers communicate with engineers instead yeah. of managers with managers. Sorry, <laughs> managers. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. But what happened when hackers communicate with uh, with Apple? With governments. <laughs> uh, or yeah, with governments, government. right? So um, uh, probably you all heard about this uh, NSO group, which uh, famous for their Pegasus software, uh, which used a forced entry exploit in order to like basically install spyware on the phones uh, on the iPhones of some like journalists and uh, some uh, pol- some presidents polit- I heard. yeah and like even presidents right it's like have no idea like what 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 will happen next but so apples used that company <laughs> and uh, they actually use one particular thing in order to make this case it's basically like they're saying that they were using apple's uh infrastructure in order to to um like hack to the phones and does i message so uh, they try to use that particular thing but aside from the lawsuit uh, there is one particular thing here which uh which i like apple announced that they will notify users if they suspect that the user is uh, under some kind of attack from uh, state-sponsored companies. And uh, they will put the notification on your Apple ID site, they will send you an email and iMessage. So you will get the notification if Apple thinks that you might be a target for this kind of attack. So they are not sure, they will, like, probably they will not notify you of any attack there. I, I, I don't think that's actually possible but they will try to guess if that particular attack is happening and if so they will do their best to notify uh, affected users and that is actually an interesting thing and one thing bothers me here is that some governments might consider this as i know unfriendly action from the uh, commercial company um but i really hope apple will like stay here like stay strong on, on this particular thing and it will actually like deliver what they promise here. Yeah, and in that case, actually false, false positive is much better than false negative. True, true. So, um, yeah, it's 
like you probably will be able to wipe up your phone or even replace it some if you're um um well if you're a journalist or like you're doing something which might be considered uh, by the governments or like some states uh with not as not friendly to, for them so like again not nice move from apple and uh we'll see how it goes and uh i as far as i know there are no um like official comments from the governments like from any of the governments in regards to this particular move from apple but uh most of the people uh who are reviewing this particular lawsuit and this notification stuff said that apple is doing definitely right thing here so that that's that's a good thing to to do I just believe that uh, the responsible agencies who use this software, they're not entitled to make some announcement and uh, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> discuss this publicly. Yeah, yeah but, but uh, again, I, I was kind of expected that some governments will say that this is uh, like when commercial company like tries to influence the governments and stuff, but nothing there. Probably everybody just trying uh, to keep the poker face and said, no, we are not doing that anyway. So... So if if you if you try to blame Apple for this particular move, then it's probably you who will who were doing that, right? So probably that's why we are not seeing that much. So in my opinion, it's just similar to speed cameras and warning signs before them. So it doesn't mean that you will not uh, drive fast outside of the limit of uh, of this uh, speed camera. But still, it forces you to do something before it. And similar here, if you believe that something is wrong with uh, your phone, stop doing what you are doing and take a pause. Yeah, yeah, and uh, well, that that's true. I mean, definitely. Okay. okay, one last thing to say before we wrap up, and that's uh, yeah. So <laughs> probably you all already heard about the Apple Talks. We spoke about that a couple of times. And they are going to end on December 17th. And Apple just announced the last update to the schedule with all of the latest uh, sessions and office hours. So again, if you were not able to join the previous sessions and you see that something interesting for you is there, just like register for the session or uh, schedule an uh, office hours with the Apple engineers on your topics you can still have time till December 17th. And uh, interestingly, um, I was visiting a couple of the sessions. Um, like Just today, there was a session on um, pre, uh, private relay feature. And, uh, well, uh, there were a couple of answers in terms of like how you can detect the, uh, the presence of the private relay and how apps might be affected and everything. And uh, um, it seems that... Um, Apple tries to do their best in order, like, in order to answer the questions from the audience. I got my questions uh, answered there, so like, I have no, uh, I have no, nothing to say here. I mean, like, all, all, all interesting stuff happening with the, with the Apple platforms. Like, the, your question may be uh, answered on the session, or you basically can go for the office hours and like have half an hour discussion with Apple engineer and. The, go into details of, of your particular case. That's cool, that's cool. Finally, Apple started doing developer relationships properly. 
because right. before they had only this one lonely guy who's answering all the questions on developer.apple.com uh, forums, <laughs> uh, this Eskimo. Uh, yeah. And by the way, he's also participating uh, on, on, the, on, the, on the sessions. So uh, if you want to see him live, then he's somewhere, somewhere there. <laughs> I wanted I wanted to sign uh, to uh, meeting with uh, like a development tools team something like this. But then I thought, okay, all these guys are on Twitter on Swift forums. I can discuss everything that I need there. Yeah, but uh, like if you think that you like want to ask something, just do that. And um, like from my perspective, like from what I see there, Apple is actually really the engineers are really interested in discussing something there so like really i mean i, I saw the the uh, how they took questions on the sessions like basically like they were like oh yeah that's an interesting question like that's something we can do that and uh, like we can do this or this and uh, so like probably they might be interested in your questions there too and one one thing they uh they said that the questions, even if they are not able to answer them like directly or they like struggle with the, with the proper answer, they give them a direction on what to do next, like what maybe documentation to put on the site or change the framework and uh, like how to develop it further. So as a developers, we have an influence on, on this uh, during this particular event, like as a, uh, Apple Tech Talks. It's a feedback loop. Yeah, it's very important. Yeah. And I'm really happy that Apple started doing this because previously, yeah, post the radar. Thank you. Right. You're not yeah. going to do anything with it. Yeah. Okay. That was kind of uh, slow weeks, but we still had the full episode here uh, discussing the updates for these two weeks. And um, hope you uh, found something new for you um, on, on this week. And yes, as we said, the podcast did not win podcast of the year award from apple so we kindly ask you to go to uh, your podcast tool and give us a rating write a review honest review like just feedback like, loop yes okay. we, we we will do our best to make it even better um and uh thank you for listening and watching us okay i think we're gonna see you in two weeks great thanks thanks guys see you in two weeks Bye. Take care, everyone. Goodbye.